Welcome to the Taking It Outside podcast from Spring Hill Outfitters, the show that connects you with the outdoors, with experts on guns, archery, cooking, outdoor gear, and more. Here's your host, Trent Lassiter. All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode here of Taking It Outside, inside Spring Hill Outfitters, uh, Christmas edition. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas week end across this great country, and we are happy to share our holiday weekend with y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, as always. Uh, it's always good for y'all to be here, and we're happy to be here. Back for another great episode, Season 3, Episode 29. I was looking earlier, we just got a, a few more episodes left to finish out this season, and it's going to be over. It's crazy so that we just we're started it. pretty much a good ways through duck season already. Yeah. The year's already over. I know. We just started the year, and December started like yesterday. Now it's almost over, and Christmas and New Year's, and we're going to start all over again. Yeah, somebody asked me about something to do in February not too long ago, and I was like, oh, we've got plenty of time to think about it. Yeah. Not really. Somebody asked me about booking a flight for a trip. They were booking, they're going on a trip in May, and they're talking about booking a flight. If you look at the flights for the trip, I'm going somewhere in May, and I was like, I've got four flights to book for January. I hadn't even looked at yet. You're about a trip in May. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm doing in January yet, so... Uh, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. As always, find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. YouTube, Taking It Outside, Facebook, Instagram, look for Spring Hill Outfitters. Uh, Joe Gilly, we always thank Joe. Joe Gilly Productions for the man behind the scenes. who We would not be here if it wasn't for Joe. We always thank you, Joe, for all your hard work. And, uh, of course, this time of year, which is hard to believe, too, we're winding down on his Christmas lights, but lights on Cinnamon Teal. If you're in the area close by Spring Hill Outfitters, his light show is just a few miles away. Lights on Cinnamon Teal. You can find them on Facebook. Go by and check them out. Uh, past episodes last week was really, really good. I tell you, if you <laughs> hadn't listened to last week's episode, one of our favorite episodes to record. Uh, we always love when young folks come and join us in the studio. And uh, Mr. Larkin Letchworth came and did a really, really cool episode. It's always good to get a kid's perspective on life, especially hunting and Christmas and everything else. And six-year-old Larkin, uh, he's six going on uh, 30, the way he six talks. Six with 30-year-old stories, and, for uh, sure. He has a 30-year-old heart, if not an older heart than that. But always, uh, if you haven't listened to that, check out last week's episode. A lot of good episodes in season three. So check those out. <sighs> I would say what we've done since last episode, but that's just a couple of days ago. So duck season's back in now. Right, we were going on a big duck hunt earlier this week, but we have this is pre-recorded. So um, we're calling for hurricane-like conditions in Hyde County during a duck hunt on Monday. We'll see how that works out. It's kind of <laughs> crazy that this big nor'easter's coming up the week before Christmas, but we're going to make the most out of it and hopefully uh, have a good duck hunt. Duck season's back in. For now, it's going to stay from now to the end of January. So yep. that's a good thing. All right, let's get into it. Very special guest. We always like bringing in special guests, and uh, some are young, some are old, some are from the industry, some are from other industries. Some we always, you know, taking it outside. Like to talk to anybody who enjoys the same values that we do, which is just that taking it outside, whether it may be fishing or hunting or cooking or grilling or killing or singing or whatever it may be, writing. Uh, very special guest who is uh, CMA world famous. Uh, Opry <laughs> member, uh, no, uh, Mr. Josh Phillips is with us today. What's going on, Josh? What's up, man? Thank y'all so much for having me. Yeah, this glad awesome. you could be here. I told Josh to dress festive because it was Christmas, and he said, I'm wearing my He's black hoodie. Wearing all black. And my black hat. I was like, boom, boom. Perfect. Perfect. That's a great, uh, great outfit for Christmas. Glad Josh could be here. Excited to talk to him. He's got an Atlanta hat on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, We're big Braves that's fans. Festive. Yeah, you know, that'll work. Yeah. yeah, big Braves fans here at Spring Hill Outfitters. <laughs> Excited to have Josh here. Josh is from a North Carolina native mm-hmm. who is now living the big life out west, uh, out in big Nashville, outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And yeah. uh, we got a lot to talk about. Josh has done a lot of cool things. I met Josh years ago through the industry and mutual friends and, and uh, met a long, long time ago and done some stuff together. But he's got a pretty cool past and, and an even better uh, present of where he's at now in his career and enjoys taking it outside and hunting. And we're going to get to that after we get to all the good stuff before hunting. But uh, you were born Sanford. You're from Sanford, that yeah, area, right? born and raised there. Yep. And uh, you moved from Sanford out to Nashville when? Uh, I moved in 2015 to Nashville. So before 2015, how'd you obviously? So what's your? I don't. If somebody says what's your official job title, like what, what would you call yourself? Like, um, I would songwriter, singer, songwriter, yeah, singer, songwriter. Um, 
and I was kidding around about a lot of the things I mentioned a while ago about Nashville, <laughs> but he really does, and we'll talk more about it here in just a second, but he, he does have a reputation and has done some really cool things with some really cool people in Nashville. But before we get to that, like explain how you got from Sanford, born and raised, to where you are now. Like, How did you get from, from Sanford, North Carolina, to 2015 going to Nashville and where you are now? Um, yeah, so born and raised in Sanford. My family was the same way. Um, played baseball my whole life and went to actually went to Pitt in Greenville, mm-hmm. right down the road. Yeah. Um, played baseball there, had a, had some great opportunities to play at D one schools, did not study at all in school, so <laughs> I had to go to JUCO. Um and got hurt and uh, I was in my second year there, got hurt the second time. And I was dating a girl that had a guitar in her closet. And uh, I was like, do you care if I take that home with me? Because I've got nothing else to do. I'm not going to class. I'm obviously not playing baseball. <laughs> and so uh, you care if I take that home with me and, and just kind of learn how to play it and I guess write down some of these emotions that, that were going through my head. And uh, so I did. Got on YouTube, learned how to refresh my mind, I guess, on playing. And uh, started writing some songs. Met a guy that was doing the same thing in Boone, North Carolina, named Luke Combs. Um, this was long before he popped off. I was about to say this story. <laughs> when you got done, it's the exact same story. And Luke and obviously we, Luke and I, we did some things together in the past who ever at the farm. But this story sounds exactly like Luke's story. Like, yeah. Uh, he never Very really – and nobody probably has it, but he never really had any musical talent or – or he had it. He just didn't know how he had it and, until he yeah. was in college. And yep. then – Picked up a guitar and started playing some little bars in college, yeah. and here we are now with Luke. So kind of the same story with you. I didn't know that. Yeah, too. very similar, man. We we just started kind of playing these acoustic bars by ourselves um, together. I would go to Boone one week out of the month. He would come to Greenville some and uh, just playing for basically free beer yep. and tips. And uh, then he, he moved to Nashville. We wrote some songs together, and he was like, dude, you need to move. And so – at the time, I had no idea you could get paid to write songs. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, well, daggum, but I'm not doing anything here. I guess I'll move to Nashville. And so, yeah, moved to Nashville in 2015. And um, have had the chance to obviously continue to write songs with and for Luke and um, Al Dean, a bunch of other folks. So it's been good. While we're on that subject of songwriting, uh, you know, people that you hear of like on mainstream TV and social media and concerts of Onut Creek are the performers, <laughs> right? They're like your Al Deans and your Luke Bryans and now your Luke Combs and those mainstream country artists. But I, from my experience in Nashville, you probably would attest to this too, but if you ever go to Nashville and drive outside of Nashville, there's a couple of nice really communities in the area outside of not Broadway, not downtown, but like outside in these places, some of the biggest homes – that you see, you're like, hey, that's got to be like Jason Aldean's home. And they're like, nope, nope. that's the guy who writes the songs for <laughs> <Yeah>. Jason Aldean. <laughs> and I'm serious. It's it yeah. funny. People don't, they don't, they don't get the exposure in the limelight all the time uh, as the artists do, but some of the most profitable and successful and well-known people in, uh, you know, in Nashville are actually the songwriters, not so much the artists. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, again, it's like, I never knew that, that you could get paid to write songs. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those things. If you if you continue if you get hits and you continue to get hits and cuts by large artists, you can definitely make a good living. You, you sang some, of course. That's how we met. You, you did a couple of mm-hmm. shows over at the farm and Luke Combs. That's how, and we'll talk about Luke more in a second too. Uh, how we kind of cross paths, but uh, you had the opportunity and have sang mm-hmm. uh, and performed on stage. If you had a, any, if you had one a choice to be a, a performer or a writer for the rest of your life, you could do one or the other. What would you choose? Songwriting all day. Why yeah, I feel, man, I feel like I had that choice. You know, I had a record deal with Big Machine. I went on tour with Combs, and I was on tour yeah. with Brantley Gilbert too. Um, and I just, I don't think it's in me to do the artist thing. As much as I love and respect what they do, you know, I think it's incredible. Um, for me, it was like I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to have kids. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, I wanted to, to be there when they were growing up. And really and truly, I wanted to go hunting and fishing when I wanted to yeah. and not have to be on the road all the time. Well, it's funny. And, and here again, you know a lot more about it than I do as far as a paycheck standpoint mm-hmm. each week. But it seems like some of the bigger homes, like I said, outside of Nashville are songwriters. And from a from a success standpoint, I mean, it's a whole different lifestyle, I would think, being a writer versus a performer. These guys that perform are on the road busting their butts yeah. every night away from their families yeah. and city to city and sleeping on the bus and 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 uh they're successful but that they, they work their butts off and they only sing yeah they sing an hour a night or two mm-hmm. hours a night there's a lot of work that goes into it before just getting on stage and getting off stage whereas a songwriter i know you still work hard but you're able to do it from yeah home for sure and being close to home <laughs> every night so. have yeah, somewhat nice. of a normal life 
Yeah, it's. A, I mean, we work five days a week. You know, we start at nine, and then we're usually home by five. So it's yeah. it's literally kind of a normal, normal job. Um, yeah. But I mean, just talking about Combs like that. I was at his house the other day, and he was telling me that he was gone for two and a half months yeah. away from his family. And it's just I can't imagine that. And he's one of the hardest workers in the game, but still. Well, and and Lainey Wilson, who's mm-hmm. hot right now, you know, we were working with her on hopefully get her to a show this past fall and couldn't quite work it out at the farm. But talking to her her people, I mean, those people, she was busting her her butt, no pun intended, but uh, she was <laughs> – I won't put that out there, but she was busting her butt. I mean, but she was – I mean, she had an open date, and we were trying to get an open date, and her manager was like, look, we're kind of holding this date. She's yeah. got to have like a day mm-hmm. to just kind of unwind and rest. She's been playing every day for so many days in a row. She's at the top of her game, and Luke Combs is kind of the same way. Luke's yeah. killing it right now. And uh, when the getting's good, you better get it. Amen. But at the same time, you got to take some time to rest and relax too. And, sure. and Luke uh, – I mentioned Luke Combs, but you know he played the farm in in uh, fourteen and sixteen. Yeah, you played sometime around that same time. I think. I think it was what year it was <laughs> fourteen or fifteen. Uh, yep. But he was from North Carolina. He won that Facebook contest, and and uh, it was our opening act from North Carolina, and paid him two hundred dollars to come play. Isn't that crazy? In twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen, paid him two hundred dollars, and he came and played. And then twenty sixteen, he just had moved to Nashville sometime between fourteen mm-hmm. and sixteen, about the same time you did, yeah. and. Uh, did the contest on Facebook, vote for your local artist to open up for Farm Fest in 2016, and he won. And I was like, well, he's from North Carolina, but he's not really living here now. So I called him, had his number, and called Luke, and was like, look, dude, you know, you won this contest. I know you're not really local, but you won. If you're interested, I'd love to have you, but at the same time, the money is the same as it was before. I don't have any money to pay you. Like, this yeah. is an opening spot. It's gas money, a couple hundred bucks. And he said, no, nah, I'd love to. And uh, so he drove from That's Nashville amazing. and played Farm Fest 2016 for a couple hundred bucks. And um, Now people are paying a couple hundred bucks for his ticket. Yeah, I, I offered, was going to say, he's a little bit more. Yeah, I, offered, <laughs> I called him the other day and I offered him $200 to play, and he declined. He wouldn't do that. So. Hey, will you come to our Christmas party? Yeah, yeah 200 bucks. We can splurge and maybe do 300 yeah. but that's all we got. But, no, it's funny. That's why I love that industry. Uh, Because you hear those stories of people uh, like Luke and and Josh. And, I mean, you know, it's it's starting. Everybody, unless you – there's a few exceptions that have – we won't get into the other exceptions. (laughs) But uh, there's exceptions to that rule. But most people have to work their butts off. And you go to Nashville and you go to Broadway and you see all these bars full of Mm -hmm. singers who are just trying to make it big. There's a lot of great talent in Nashville, songwriters and performers. And and, uh, if you can make it – out of the mix of everybody down here, it can make it to the top. There's something to be said for that. So. Amen. Well, that's cool. So I want to know how'd you? So you, you work. Uh, I know you met Luke and did some things with him mm-hmm. back in the early days. Uh, since then, some of your uh, more well-known artists you worked with Al Dean and Cody yeah. Johnson. I think was your yeah. last right. So Cody, let's talk about Cody for yeah. a second. Uh, his last album just came out a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you were the writer of what song you wrote? Dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. It's yeah. just I've been all over the radio. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, oh, wow. the album came out that day, and uh, I was skimming through, and I heard that song. I was like, "That's actually really good." And it was later that day, I guess, uh, on your social media, you had posted or somebody had tagged you or something. I was like, "Well, I'll be dang! I didn't know that you were involved with that song." But really oh, yeah. good song uh, on that last album by Cody. John- Cody's killing it right now, crushing it. It's nuts. He's killing it. And so yeah. my question is, how do you? make those contacts like how did you cross paths with him to have the opportunity to get a song that you had written in front of him to be on this album to be so successful man i had actually never talked to cody i'd never met him um and so i wrote that song dirt cheap was about the house that we live in um it was built in 1904 it's old farmhouse um my wife's dream was like the pinteresty farmhouse thing Mm -hmm. you know um chip and joanna whatever but that's not what she got like the new farmhouse (laughs) is not what she got she got the 1904 needs a lot of work farmhouse because that's what we could afford at the time (laughs) um and so yeah i wrote that song and um man it was just one of the songs that like i just needed to write it by myself for some reason because it was just so personal um and i sent it to luke because he's I just owe a lot to him. And right. so I always send him my favorite songs first before I send to anybody else. And uh, he puts it on hold, and he loved it. And uh, I called him about six months later, and I was like, dude, is there, you know, what are you doing with that <laughs> what's, song? What's the latest on this song? Yeah, what's the deal with that song? <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, man, it'll, I want to release it, but it'll be two years. You know, It would be on this next yeah. upcoming record. 
And uh, he said, if you want to pitch it to anybody, let me know. And I'm kind of like let down that he said that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walked in the house and Jordan goes, my wife, Jordan, she said, uh, why don't you send it to Cody Johnson? And so I'm like, crap, I don't really know Cody. <laughs> you got his email address? How do I get it to Cody <laughs> Johnson? Let me, let me just like DM, DM <laughs> yeah. him on Instagram real yeah, quick. Exactly. And that's <laughs> a funny statement. I'm serious. Like, so she yeah. said that, but how did you like, how did you? I know there's people in Nashville that know people, but how did you get that song in front of you? <laughs> Super random. So just God doing God. So back when I was an artist, I had written, I had written with a guy named Trent Wilman. So Trent Wilman oh. now produces Cody Johnson. Okay. And so I sent it to Trent. Um, Trent called me three minutes after I sent it to him crying. He said, dude, you just made a grown man cry. I'm sending it to <laughs> Cody. And uh, about 15 minutes later, he said, we're cutting it. And so they wow. did. Yeah. Wow. So wild. Awesome. Um. Taylor Phillips, y'all were what? First cousins. First cousins. Yep. Taylor's doing pretty good for himself. Yeah, he's doing great. He, uh, You mentioned Brantley Gilbert. I thought about Taylor a while ago. I saw on social media, maybe in QDR's Facebook or Instagram, something. Mm-hmm. He had his little hometown show. I say yeah. a little, his hometown show, whatever it was this past weekend. I saw Brantley Gilbert was there. Yeah. How did y'all, I mean, how did y'all make that, uh, make that connection, I guess, with, with, you and Taylor and Brantley, and I, y'all kind of have done things together, but how'd that come about? Yeah, so the, my Brantley connection, so my publishing deal is actually with Brantley. So Brantley signed me to my first publishing deal um, eight years ago. So Combs was on tour with Brantley many moons ago, Gosh. and uh, it all just kind of connected the dots kind of thing. But uh, So Combs was on tour with Brantley. I had written, obviously written some songs with Luke. Brantley said, who wrote this song? You know, Luke said Josh Phillips and showed him some more stuff. Brantley said, I'm going to offer that guy a publishing deal, and so he did. Um, fast forward, you know, X amount of years, we had written a bunch of songs together that he cut. Um, and uh, I was like, dude, you got to meet my cousin, super talented writer. I think he would be a great fit for all of us to work together. Yeah. Um, so we met Taylor, and if you know Taylor, which I know you do, you can't not <laughs> love the guy. It's like <laughs> you can't not love him, man. He's crazy. And uh, – so, yeah, it just became like, if you know Brantley, man, like anybody that he loves is, is family, and it's a very tight-knit core group, and we're just, we're all brothers, and um, he was nice enough to bring, obviously, Taylor into that fold, and man, it's just been awesome, just getting to write, A, write songs with my cousin, yeah. um, but B, write songs with my cousin that that you know bigger artists cut and just us spending time together, it's been awesome. He lives in Nashville, too? or not? No, he just moved back to Sanford. Good for him. Wow. Yeah, so he was on like, Hurricane. He was uh, had a part with Hurricane. Yeah, right? yeah. Luke's first big one. Right? Yep, he did. He gave me a ride one night. What's the bowling alley that all the bougie people go to? Social uh, Pine. I don't know. Outside I'm, of that. No, 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 I know you've been there. I know you've been there. I know you've been there. I think it's probably social. Social. It's like social a bowling club. alley, like a little yeah. coffee bar, like yeah. a bougie. I didn't yeah. get there by choice. We had some kind of yeah. event in Nashville, and I ended up there. And <laughs> Somehow my ride, Uber, somebody, I had a ride, and it got lost, and Taylor was there. I was like. Hey man, I need to ride back to my hotel, please. <laughs> I got this truck. He had camouflage seat. His seat covers were camouflage, and I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, we're gonna get along pretty good." So, yeah. Thanks for the ride. By the way. <laughs> um, I think one of the last times. So you don't perform at all anymore, hardly. Man, I'll do like private events, stuff okay. like that. Um, just kind of ride around things, you know. Um, Wasn't it Tequila Cowboy? Did, weren't you? Weren't you and Blake oh Kearney that night goodness. in Ohio? So this is the yeah. funny story. Sports Inc. So we're in Sports Inc. and we have an August show every August, and it bounces around different cities. And mm-hmm. and we went to Columbus, Ohio, and of all places in the whole country, we were all like, "Why the heck are we going to Columbus, Ohio?" And this has been four or five years ago. So I had the app bands in town, right? So I was on my app, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna be in Columbus, Ohio for the weekend. I, maybe there's a halfway music venue somewhere close by." So I looked at Tequila Cowboy, and they had a show in Columbus, Ohio. And I looked, and of all people, it was Josh Phillips and Blake Kearney band. And I was like, <laughs> "These guys are from 20 minutes from my house." Yep. And I knew Josh and knew Blake too. And mm-hmm. uh, so we had a crowd. We had a pile of folks from the show, and went over there at night, and uh, that was a fun time. It was nuts. I think there was like a wannabe's karaoke bar that was kind of connected to mm-hmm. it, and they were all they went in there. Josh, Josh yeah. Richardson, and and uh, that crowd, they were all karaoke stars that night. I think right before Hurricane got on the radio, Luke was at City Limits. Yeah, yeah. yep. He played and City. I was there. You were times. there. Yeah. We didn't know we, didn't we know were all other. there. Yeah. We didn't even know we were yeah. there. And then we started looking at pictures. We started yeah. talking about it, and I was like, "This is where I was sitting." Yeah. 
That's Same so funny. Time. City Smaller. limits was an awesome. It's closed now, right? Yeah, it's Dude, they gone. tore it down God, and it everything. So cold. The whole gone. They tore it yeah. down. It's not even. Frazier, Kevin Frazier, when I started the farm, mm-hmm. and it was the first before I even built the farm in 2012, I uh, worked with Deep South, Amy and Dave over at Deep South, and they worked, of course, uh, Kevin Frazier. They were all in bed together on the back end on Deep South, and. And they introduced me to him and kind of cross-promoting shows and, and, and uh, met with him in the summer of 2012. And he took me under his wing. He didn't have to, but he did. Helped me out a lot. And yeah. uh, we became close. And I went to support him uh, and the, the place. But also they had a really – the only really country venue around that had mm-hmm. up-and-coming mm-hmm. folks. And uh, FGL, you know, we did a lot of shows. Kind of FGL opened uh, or they played there for the Aldine – Luke Bryan after party one night the same summer that we had them. That was 2012, too, I think. Yeah. Uh, they played the after party. Back when City used to have after parties, like Walnut Creek. You went to Walnut Creek to a show yeah. that everybody left there. Ticket got you, you in free. Ticket yeah. to get you in free. City Limits. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's, that, was, that was a lot of my memories of college and a little bit after college was going to City for shows. Most now of those like, times I don't remember, but I did spend a lot of time in yeah. City Limits. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Whiskey Rose or something. I think in it's Rowling. on Glenwood. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been yeah. there. I think uh, Miss uh, Logan Wheelis, Mike's daughter, works there. Gotcha. We need to go one night. Huh. Um, all right. So we're still talking about Nashville and writing and singing and and um, what's. So I, I, you're always writers are writing stuff now. Like you said, that song you wrote that Cody Johnson just released. Mm-hmm. You wrote that how far in it before he actually released it? I wrote that uh, March twenty first, twenty two. And then he released it November 3rd of this year. So 18 months pretty much. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. So you're writing stuff now. I guess you're still writing. That's oh, yeah. going to be out in the next couple of years sometime. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's crazy, the life of a song. And that's really quick. Um, yeah. I've had songs that I wrote, you know, five, six years ago that are just now getting released. Wow. Uh, so so you, you write a song, and after you write it, you're like, maybe this would be a good song for, obviously, you start with one of your buddies or somebody you know, like a yeah. Luke or a now Cody mm-hmm. or whoever, but then if they don't. Now you just pitch it to whoever may take a look at it. Yeah, we just kind of – it's about connections like any industry, you know. um, So it's like if I have – I don't know, let's say I have a Kane Brown idea or or an Aldine idea. So I'll sit down and I'll call, like, the guys that write for Aldine the most or write for Kane the most, and I'll pitch the idea to them. And they'll go, yeah, we love that. We'll sit down, we'll write it, and then hopefully, you know, Kane or Aldine will cut it. Um, so you'll write songs and you're like, yeah, I think this person would sound good singing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and going back to connections and, and I won't say politics, but politics. I mean, that's yeah. we talked about this before with somebody. It may have been Michael Letchworth a few weeks ago about his business. And it was about connections mm-hmm. and people. You, and him and I met uh, years ago and have become close. And it's all about uh, the people that you meet and fellowship mm-hmm. and co- connections, who you shake hands with and meet and, and keep in touch with. And, and uh, it's maybe insignificant today, uh, but five years from now. It pays off. Yes. Speaking of Letchworth, he sent me a picture yesterday evening. He's like, this is your business card in a bowl at a friend's house. I'm like, what? That's kind of random. Kinda, That's weird. <laughs> I was like, what's your friend's? What kind of bowl? Kind of, <laughs> like, just a little, like. I want to say on the Grinch. Just, like, on the. Like, a key party at the Grinch? Just, like. <laughs> just on Christmas? What kind like of bowl a is bar, it? Like, a bowl on the bar. Just, oh, like, okay. decorative. Okay. I'm like, who is it? And he told me who it was, and I'm like. I don't know. It's not ringing a bell. I was like, he didn't by chance go to Canada, did he? He was like, yeah. I was like, Canada in September. We were on the same flight. And we started talking about hunting and he has a niece and something. And I gave him my business card. And it's a small world. Small world. Yeah. Uh, Josh is a big outdoorsman. Before we get into talking hunting and everything else, too, anything else as far as your. occupation that you want to talk about or discuss or share or any advice for anybody that wants to get into what you're doing or yeah i think advice wise um if you're trying to get in music from north carolina or really anywhere listening to this um i think the biggest thing is like any business just don't quit keep doing it um there were times where i wanted to quit and i was ready to pack up and move back home and then you know a year down the road you look back and you go well daggum i'm glad i didn't you know so can you be a successful songwriter in country music and live in North Carolina? Um, yes and no. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I think once you've went and built your connections and, and you know, you have your cuts and yep. you've built your database and you've made your money and you can afford to move back to North Carolina and fly into Nashville once yeah. a month or something, yeah. you got to have a presence in Nashville, though. have to, yeah. You've got to. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know some artists in the past that have tried to make it in, in the country music world, but they try to also uh, keep their home in North Carolina. And like you said, when you get into the level of like a Garth Brooks, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about Garth in just a second more about the story, but, you know, when you get to his level, you can kind of do whatever you want so you can afford to have your own plane and fly yeah. in and out every day. Yeah. But until you get to that point, you have to have a presence. You have to put the time in in Nashville and be there, and, and that's where the people are and the networking and rubbing elbows and kissing babies, and you can't do that for North Carolina. So. For sure. Yep. That was – and I, I mentioned Garth, but out of all the artists, and I've said this before probably on the podcast, but all the artists I've had the opportunity to meet through the farm and concerts and stuff, he was probably the most uh, successful, uh, financially stable – artist of any of them but he was yeah. by far the most down to earth just yeah. hanging out had on cocked to the side with a hoodie on leaned back on his couch talking about driving his back around he would go knock a tree over just to have something to do to cut it up and haul it mm-hmm. off and and a uh, very humble guy could have been a, a jerk and stuck up and and whatever but he was the most down to earth but he had his own plane he played in raleigh uh, or was it Raleigh or Montana? One, anyway, one of those shows That's we were far off. talking to in Montana, but he would <laughs> sorry, but it was it was a show in Montana. But it, that night he would get back and he would have like seven shows in a row at one venue. Yeah. But he would get out off the stage and get on his plane and fly back to Oklahoma to his house and sleep. Get up the next morning and work around the farm and lunchtime whenever get back on his plane and fly back to the venue and then fly back home. And when you get to that point, you can do kind of whatever you want to. Yeah, I think but he's going to make it one day for sure. <laughs> if he keeps maybe, trying, maybe if he keeps trying. He's gonna make it. He's gonna break one day here sooner than later. (laughs) Uh, Anything else as far as music you want to talk about or anything else before we talk about hunting and killing stuff? not that I can think of. If anything does come to mind, I'll interrupt you. Yeah, we're gonna be for a few more minutes anyway. (laughs) Uh, So hunting, I know. uh, Obviously, you uh, like to take it outside and like to I hunt. Do. What's your favorite kind of hunting? You grew up. What'd you get into hunting? Let's back up. When did you get Um, into the outdoor world? I think I. I think I was born into it. You were born Um, a tree stand. Yeah, my dad. (laughs) I was conceived in a tree stand. (laughs) Back in, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, okay, too far. I mean, I might have been. I don't know. Uh, I asked my mom. I guess. One of those money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I, man, my dad loved it. Um, I, really, my first memories with my dad were, were deer hunting. Um, and so deer hunting was always the thing. And then it was literally always deer hunting. That's all we ever did. We would right. sit on top of – we had this place called Buck Hollow, and they were uh, clearing trees out. And I can remember Daddy taking me to where they had piled up the – the lumber yeah. or the trees and um sitting on top of it just just looking for deer but then around like 14 or 15 we discovered duck hunting and everything yeah. changed um and so i still love deer hunting but duck hunting's definitely kind of got my heart i would say um that and turkey so yeah. growing up my dad i got into deer hunting with my grandfather my dad's dad uh deer hunting when i was like 9 10 11 years old my dad didn't do a lot of deer hunting he did more duck hunting than deer hunting mm-hmm. and then when i got like 12 13 14 we started doing more duck hunting mm-hmm. with my dad and uh <clears throat> yeah i'm i'm kind of i mean i'm with you we talked about it the other day with somebody on here i mean i enjoy watching the deer and feeding the deer yeah. and talking about the deer that i feed and i watch but as far as like when you, <laughs> you kill sound them, like an old man <laughs> <laughs> when you kill them that's you gotta actually like do something with yeah. them and work and and uh you know, so I enjoy talking about them and looking at them, but it's uh, duck hunting is my, yeah, is my my go to. Well, I think uh, you're just d- able to enjoy it with your friends. Well, it's more of a yeah. social. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, camaraderie, social it. thing. Yeah, deer stand. I mean, it's nice to sit by yourself in a deer stand and think and reflect on life. If you're having a long day, like just yeah, unwind at a deer stand. But like, if you want to go on a hunt <laughs> trip this weekend with your buddies and mm-hmm. you want to cut up and carry on and talk and tell stories and lies and whatever, you can do a lot better yeah. in a duck yeah. line than you can at a deer stand. That's what I was gonna gonna say. I think different types of hunting for me serve different purposes. Yes. So deer hunting for yeah. me is like. Honestly, kind of like a therapy for me. Yeah. Um, and then I think duck hunting is more of like, hey, buddy, you know, let's get together with all right. of our friends. Let's go drink some coffee and, you know, yeah. make some sausage biscuits in the blind and kill some ducks. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I saw something. It was some country artist was doing a hunt. What? Was, who was? They were doing like open to the public. You could sign up to go on it. It wasn't Cody Johnson. Langston. Yeah, John Langston. Langston. Yeah, John Langston. Yep. It was, what was the, there's a lodge he was going to? Azora uh, Farms. It's yeah. his lodge. Yeah, it's more about it than I do. Yeah. I saw that like We're yesterday. promoting John over here. You're welcome, John. Yeah, no, I saw you can sign up to go hunt with all them, and yeah. and I've seen some videos and some pictures of you guys, all you guys that you mentioned while ago. These names and you yeah. guys get together and and uh, it's like Buck Commander, and we're getting into show season here uh, for the store show season the next 
uh, 30 or 60 days. But ATA is the middle of January out mm-hmm. in uh, St. Louis this year. But the Buck Commander guys are going to be there. And this uh, Al Dean mm-hmm. and Luke Bryan and, like, Willie from Buck Commander or Willie from Duck Commander. And then, like, Chipper Jones and uh, LaRoche and all those guys. Yeah. And that's just a bunch of buddies who all have – they're all well-known guys from different areas of life. But they all got together and hunting. And now they started Buck Commander. They're all going to be at ATA this year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's more of a social thing. You know, it's, it's fun to get together and and uh, hang out and go duck hunting. Yeah, I would thousand percent agree with that. Uh, so you live in Nashville yeah. now, and there's ducks in Nashville. No, around, around not Nashville, a single close duck. to Nashville, anywhere. Uh, I mean, you west. were in Tennessee. Where is that? I was in I'm Real sorry. Foot. It's like northwest yeah. Tennessee, as far as you can get. I was there I was last week. A ways away from Nashville. Yeah, Real it, Foot's way three better. hours. Past yeah, Nashville? two and a half, three hours. Two yeah. and a half, three. Yeah. Um, that's where we go. We go there or like just West Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas. I mean, they're all kind of four hours away. Yeah, it's not far from It's worth it. But as far as ducks in Nashville, no. There's no No ducks. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Uh, Where's Knoxville compared to Nashville? I was in Knoxville a few weeks ago. Uh, Two and a half hours east. Yeah. It's on our side between here and, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, So you've been on some pretty cool hunts, I guess, with the people that you've crossed paths with uh, in your industry. Had some opportunities, I'm sure. Any, let's yeah. talk about some memorable hunts. Anything that stands out, like a really fun hunt, whether it be because and and let's back up. Sometimes we talk about a lot on taking it outside that the success of the hunt is not based on so much about how many you kill or what right. you yeah. not about your your reward as far as how many you kill or what you bag. It's about the people you go with or where you go or just the experiences itself. Mm-hmm. So anything, what's some hunts that stand out? Opportunities you've had on some of your top hunts that you've been on. Man, um, opportunities-wise, I got to, uh, when we were on tour with Brantley and Aaron Lewis, I got to go um, double down on on turkeys one morning in Illinois with Aaron, um, which was really cool. Aaron Lewis is just so talented and obviously a great hunter, too, um, but just a really good dude, and that was a lot of fun. Um, And then actually January 11th, I'm going down to Harold Whitetails in Texas and going hunting down there. I met Brandon through a Brandon Harrell. I met him through a writer's retreat in Brant, with Brantley in Texas. And uh, he called me and he was like, man, you want to come down here and kill some 160, 170 inch management bucks? And I was like, management. Ah, ah, I'll ah, be there, dude. Ah, Tell me when. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that. And uh, or we're going to do that. Man, I think my favorite hunting story or one of them would be. Uh, with a guy named Randy Montana. I don't know if you know who he is. He actually yeah. just called me before I walked in here. He's a wonderful songwriter, one of the best there is, and just a wonderful dude. Um, he wrote Beer Never Broke My Heart and just a bunch of other songs. But anyhow, so Randy calls me one day, and he said, hey, man, you want to go on a dove hunt? And I said, absolutely. And so there was a guy out in Dixon, Tennessee, which is about 45 minutes from Nashville, that had a high fence that basically just him and his family used. And he had planted it for doves and everything. And Randy said, just bring some shells with you. And so I had three bags of shells, my my steel shot, my bird shot, and my turkey load. And I just divided them up into bags, and I ran in there. I was running late, and I just grabbed a bag of shells and <laughs> oh. took off to this high fence, dude. And we get there, and we're shooting doves, man. And it's like I've never shot that good in my life. <laughs> Randy hadn't either. We're killing doves, you know, 60, 70 yards out, like just folding them. And – uh Finally, we go to look down and clean up all the shells, and we had been shooting three-inch turkey load all day. <laughs> you didn't dress one of those birds that were all tore out of pieces. <laughs> no, man, it was unreal. And so we get back to camp, and the guy that owns the place, he's like, man, I just got to tell you all, that is some of the finest shooting I've ever seen. And me and Randy both agreed we're not telling anybody. I was like, yeah, man, I appreciate it. You know, I've been bird hunting I showed my whole life. <laughs> Why is my shoulder so shit. sore? <laughs> I'm bruised. Yeah, uh, I didn't shoot that much today. It was no. I bet we killed man uh, over our limit. I'll say that. You, know? <laughs> um, you killed yeah, plenty. Was, that was, was some expensive. Was oh, I bet dubs. we shot a thousand dollars worth of three inch turkey load that day. Oh my <laughs> gosh! It <was> nuts. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and, and we're lucky, Miss Ashley, and, and uh, she's met a lot of people, got a lot of opportunities, of course, and, and uh, myself included through the industry and, and connections and have a lot of opportunities to go a lot of cool places with some cool people and, and hunt. But I'm guessing probably, like, when you get up into, like, you know, like this status over here and, like, uh, you know, 
whatever, you probably have a little more opportunities than we have to go to some pretty cool places. Yeah. Help some cool people. And yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's nuts. Um, but it's been good. I mean, it's a blessing. We need to just take y'all on a hunt sometime. Let's go. Yeah, I don't want to ask. You know, yeah. I wasn't going to. I want to go duck hunting uh, with you, man. I need more that out. that off my question. Here. Let's go. <laughs> you know what? I think maybe we can cut some time out. Yeah. On the couch. No, I know you talked about going down. I'd love to get you down the high. Can we actually going tonight if you want to ride tonight? Well, I wish I could. Tell my wife that when we get back. <laughs> when we leave before she gets back from the outlet, she won't have you know what? We'll, just, we'll just sneak out the yeah. back door. Ashley be like, well, actually, Josh uh, and Trent the high. I'm going to be like, who's Josh? <laughs> Babe, they kidnapped me. I yeah, don't know. I don't know who Josh is. Yeah. <laughs> he said there was a van full of Super Black Eagle 3s down there, and I just jumped in. <laughs> it was painted on the side. Come inside for a free SB3. Yeah. I know where the ducks are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. We uh yeah, we're going down tonight to do some work. And a buddy of mine wants to do a bear hunting this weekend. So oh, he's going shoot. down. And, and uh, Hyde County, of course, has got a pile of black bears. So we're going to go down tonight and hang some neon signs up in uh, in our new outdoor kitchen there at the cabin. And, and uh, get ready. we got a big group of coming in next the first of next week going down there hunting. So we're going to go down there and hang out tonight for a while. And, Heck yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll get you down. Are you going to come home any time between now and – End of duck season. I mean, if I'm going duck hunting, I can come home. We can trade yeah. off. I mean, I feel like that's a good song right in place. Just tell them you're working, you know, like, hey, yeah. I got to go do some work. Well, the other side to that, too, is I don't know how much you know about my fellow songwriters, but if you tell us that we can go hunting, I can bring a couple of them down. We can write some songs, play some songs for the guest, all that cool. good stuff, you know. Yeah, no, that would be cool. January, we got a couple of open spots. We'll have to look into that and see what ah, we can Just work out. a yeah. couple. Maybe we can. Yeah. It really is crazy. January in our industry is like primetime duck hunting, but the store is busy, but also we got buying shows every week. And, mm-hmm. and uh, There's like, sucks. I don't know who schedules this, but yeah. there's like four buying shows. It sucks. Back to back to back. All, all January, there's a show every week. So um, we're going to be in Nashville. I just thought about that. Oh, Big shoot. Rock is. Uh, should be the first, first week. weekend of January. Yeah, I'll oh, be there. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there. Let's hunt in uh, Nashville. Friday, Saturday. Oh, hot <laughs> duck hunt. You don't want to do that? I already said no to that. <laughs> I appreciate y'all too much to invite y'all on a duck hunt in Nashville. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, duck hunting, deer hunting. You're a big Sitka man, right? I know you support the. Brand I am. Sitka. I love Sitka. What kind of what's your go to shotgun? What's your what's your uh, right now? It's an A five. Um, but I have been looking at super black. Looking at a Benelli. Yeah. Yeah, we got a bunch of brownings in this week, and it's always funny. And we're actually got a podcast coming up here after we get through Christmas. I think it's scheduled for the first week in January, maybe, about top shotguns, getting into the heart of waterfowl season. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all the different shotguns in. But um, Benelli's, uh, the SB3 is hard to beat. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot. And actually, you can probably tell me more. I'm glad I'm here to ask you. Um, <laughs> While we're on the subject. So, yeah, so I've always shot 12 gauge. You know, it's kind of the thing. Um, you're a man, shoot a 12 gauge, whatever. The old myth. Um, but I've been hearing a ton about 20 gauges mm-hmm. and yeah. tungsten shot and turkey hunting and, yeah. and duck hunting. I was talking to two guys yesterday. Actually, it's funny. They were from, uh, we were from, they bought, uh, two buddies. One bought a, a 20 gauge, uh, Franke Affinity Elite turkey gun. Another one bought a 12 gauge Benelli SB3 performance center rob roberts performance center turkey gun and gotcha. we had that conversation for about 30 minutes talking about 12 versus 20 and so what you're saying is yes the uh evolution of steel shot and bismuth as well as turkey loads um sub gauges are really popular now for huh. for uh mm-hmm. turkey hunting especially those two guys both had a 410 stevens 301 that he hunt with here in north carolina and they had uh got a turkey hunt out somewhere in the midwest or something where they were going and they wanted to have something a little bit more than that 410 but a lot of the grown folks are shooting turkeys with 410s around here yeah. at 70 yards with no it's problem nuts. Uh, yeah duck hunting wise bismuth uh your your uh migra their bismuth and then uh, you know heavy shot and federally all have their own bismuth now but the density of these the new technology and these loads a lot of people are duck hunting with 20 <laughs> gauges because uh you can kill ducks just as good with a 20 yeah. gauge as you can a 12 gauge so so i guess is it necessarily like is the 20 gauge better than the 12 or is it just no. kind of like with the evolution of shot no and that's what i told him too tap. and this is trent's personal opinion not you know I, <laughs> I, and hunter hunter avery who's coming down to hunt with us this weekend and hunters if you listen to this i'm sorry but he is a big proponent of duck hunting with 20 gauges it'll kill him just as dead yada 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 that is not yep. true it will not 12 gauge by far i mean it's just it's 
simple looking at it. You know, it's, you're going to have a better chance with a 12-gauge. And gotcha. my, my, I told the guys yesterday, and I tell Hunter the same thing when he keeps bugging me about <laughs> duck hunting with a 20-gauge. If I'm taking time out of my day to go to Hyde County or go to Louisiana or wherever I'm duck hunting, I'm going to take – I'm going to have the best advantage that I have to kill For a sure. duck. And that's going to be with a 12-gauge. A 20-gauge will yeah. do it. 20 gauge would do it. It's It'll just funny. Fine, like, I have a friend, he was like, I'm going to Oklahoma to hunt with some friends, and I'm going to take my 20 gauge because they're all taking their 20 gauges, and I ain't going to be the only one with the 12. And it's so funny because, huh. like, how. It's almost like it's the like tables are tables are turning. Yeah. Tables are turning because well, used to, you, you weren't going to be the only one with the 20 gauge. Yeah. And now. That's the new thing. Well, three and a half inch. I mean, if you think about a three and a half inch uh, shell, we opened the store. Or Mr. Eddie opened the store, but 20 years ago, uh, you know, three and a half inch wasn't even really a thing. It's kind of it's come out since the last 20 years, and yeah. every grown man when it came out had to have had a three, to have and, a three half and, inch, and a half inch 12 gauge, and they're like, yeah, you know, three and a half inch Benelli, whatever it may be. Yeah. And now people are like, ah, you know, I don't need all we that. We can kill a duck with a 20 gauge and not get beat up as bad, or a three inch shell, or whatever. My mindset on buying a gun is, uh, let's just say a 12 gauge. It's always better to buy a three and a half inch model because you have the capability to shoot a three and a half inch yep. shell. If you get a once in a lifetime hunt to Canada to go shoot whatever, you know you have that option. You can always mm-hmm. shoot three inch or two and three quarter or whatever. But and then you don't have to. You also don't have to be so <clears throat> peculiar about what you're putting in your gun and paying yep. attention. Dude, I shot snow geese yep. one time um, with three and a half inch shells and a twelve gauge, and afterwards I was dying. My shoulder was killing yeah. me. Turkey loads. Uh, or bad oh, turkey loads yeah. and then buckshot in a three and a half inch 12 gauge it's, it's, yeah. it'll work on you yeah. we went dove hunting in argentina the first we've been twice the first time we shot 20 gauges of course the whole time but yeah. you shoot a lot yeah and and you shoot a whole lot and and you're still beat up and bruised up from a 20 gauge shooting that mm-hmm. much last trip we went on i wasn't that back yet trying <clears> to <throat> use a different spot on my shoulder i guess or whatever i don't know but yeah a 12 gauge three and a half inch turkey load um and or buckshot or Last yeah. year, turkey season, I let all you fine folks buy all the three-inch TSS. Before you bought any of And I went downstairs to get me some, doot, doot, doot. And oh, I was no. like, oh, my God, it's gone. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to shoot three and a half. <laughs> I'm going to send it. And it kicked my butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah. Well, uh, hunting season's here. And duck season is in for the duration. And we've got uh, four or five more episodes to talk about duck hunting. And duck hunting shotguns and all that kind of good stuff. We'll do a couple episodes, hopefully down in Hyde County and some other places too. But since it is Christmas weekend and our time is already winding, it's funny. We talk to people on this podcast, you've done podcasts before, but people are like, we're going to record for an hour. And they're like, an hour is so long. And I'm like, trust me, you start talking, it goes yeah. by fast. Yeah. So we've been talking and it's gone by really fast. We're already winding down on our time. So we're going to talk about Christmas because it's Christmas weekend. Yeah. And, uh, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I don't know about y'all's, but um, growing up, my family never really put a lot of focus on any holiday at all. Birthdays, Valentine's Day, Easter. Eh, Christmas was kind of a big deal. So uh, Christmas being growing up is kind of like our, our main focus as far as a holiday. And it's this weekend, and we were excited Christmas is here. And since the guest is here, and you can talk to Miss Ashley whenever you want to, since Josh is here, what do you have planned for Christmas? You're here. Yeah. Uh, you're leaving to uh, go back to Nashville before Christmas, right? Yeah, we're leaving on the 23rd. Okay. Um, so we do Christmas with three kids, um, yeah. Hunter, Zach, and Presley. How and old so, are your kids? We haven't talked about your family. Yeah. I, my fault. Sorry. <laughs> no, How old are your kids? Uh, so Hunter, our oldest uh, girl, is five. Um, Zach, our middle boy, is, he'll be two the 20th of December. So here in yeah, a couple of days. Um, and then Presley, our newest one, is six months old. So wow. You have a lot of kids, but, like really close together. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, you have got, more. You have more coming, or no? Done? No, 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 no. You no. have more loading. Okay. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done now. We had three. Reload. We had our Earnhardt <laughs> baby, and we're done. All right. Uh, so y'all go back to Nashville for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So our big thing was like we wanted to have Christmas morning at our house with That's the cool. kids, you know. Um, yeah. But we also wanted to, you know, I'm with you. My favorite part of the year or favorite holiday is Christmas. Yeah. Um, and some of my best memories were waking up and spending it with my parents and my sister and. All that, so we come back usually for four or five days. This time we're here for I think eleven days. Um, Your wife is from here? No, she's from Gainesville, Georgia. Oh, um, how'd y'all cross paths? Uh, 
man, I hit on her in a bar about eight years ago. That's how every true love story starts. <laughs> a bar. Yeah, I was I was playing a show there. She had a boyfriend. I didn't know she had a boyfriend. I hit on. Oh, her. those are all like She basically told nice. me to kick rocks, and she didn't want to have anything to do with me. Um, and then I saw her again in Nashville, and kind of hit on her again, and nothing and then i saw her again and it i guess it worked the third time i don't know you keep seeing her all these places did you like is you stalking her you stalking this girl like, you keep like you were in different states you on instagram oh it's you again oh, well, oh, right. where she, where she's right. at. yeah, yeah. Well, how, did, like, how did you keep running into her she, these different places she's in nashville this weekend i think i'm gonna go play oh my gosh it's you again no she had friends that lived in nashville and if you if you're a local to nashville there's a cd Believe me at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll let y'all decide. We're just moderating. Y'all are just. Oh. Babe, I was secretly stalking you. Guys. No, uh, if you live in Nashville, her boyfriend like, right now is listening. He's like, that son of a gun. I knew, I knew he hit on her that night. That her, I knew her story <laughs> notifications turned on. I knew he was hitting on her that bar. I knew it, man. That daggum singing songwriter guy. He got her. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just. Uh, so, like, if you're local to Nashville, there's like five bars that we go to. Yeah. Um, and so she had a friend named Brandon, him and, uh, his wife now, but they were just dating the end. They were like really good friends from their, from her hometown. And, uh, they lived in Nashville and they would go to those same bars. So I would go to the, you know, one of those five bars when she was in town and I would bump into her and try to buy her drinks. Bump into her. Eventually it worked, you know. Good for you. So <laughs> what five bars were they like? Uh, losers, winners, doghouse, red, 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 red door. Um, Live Oak, Losers, Winners, Doghouse, and Red Door. Those are kind of like the main ones. I don't want to – and I'm, he knows 10 times more than that, more than yeah. I do, but I, I don't want to ruin the surprise for Nashville. Everybody goes to Nashville, they always think Broadway. And I've done my time on Broadway, and I'm sure most of y'all probably have. But uh, if you ever go to Nashville – for a weekend, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, a couple's trip, whatever it may be. Broadway is fun, and you can go to Tootsie's, and you can mm-hmm. see all the artist bars. Now they're all over the place. But if you ever want to have a true laid-back Nashville experience, get a cab. I don't recommend walking, but get a cab or Uber and go over to Midtown and Winners and for Losers sure. and Red Door and those places. Uh, it's a lot more low-key, a yeah. lot more laid-back, and you're liable to see – the man himself just walk in. <laughs> you may but, just you, know, you may just bump into somebody. Yeah, you may bump into and your then, future wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I will say I've been sober for three years, so if you see me out, please tell somebody. <laughs> Call my wife. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing something I don't need to be doing. But no, a lot of the bigger artists, he can probably test it. Yeah. It's a lot of the artists, you know, the, the, the well-known folks in Nashville. I guarantee you won't ever see uh, a well-known artist just chilling at Tootsie's on, a, on the third floor on the deck up there. But if you go down to Midtown, and and uh, that's kind of the where the locals go, and yeah. it's more laid back, and the ch- drinks are cheaper and, and uh, a lot less to deal with. And, For sure. Uh, was it Red Doors? That's a Chicago. The guy that was a sh- big Chicago Cubs fan yep. and yep. got the hole in the floor with the skeletons down there in the bottom. Yeah. Thing, yeah. You're basically a local, I'm dude. Pretty you much, know I that. pretty much live in Nashville. <laughs> I did my time in Nashville <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um Wife, kids, where are we going with that? Christmas. Yeah. So you get back to Christmas, back to Nashville to spend Christmas with the kids at home. and mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, we always come here, and then I do a I do a Christmas show at Whiskey Sours in Mebane, North Carolina. Um, every year, it's either on the 22nd or 23rd, whatever the weekend is. As you're heading Christmas. back towards, you're driving from here back towards Nashville, I guess, when you do that show, or do you? Well, it's the night before we leave, okay. yeah. Um, but I just, that was one of the first venues that kind of, let me play shows you know back in the day and so we get to go back and play it acoustic and pack it out and just have a good time so it's okay. funny talking about that about venues playing shows and and uh we talked about luke combs while i go but florida georgia line played the farm in 2012 and uh we just started carrying one of our new lines which may be sold out by the time this podcast comes out but tribe kelly yeah. which is uh brian's yeah. wife yep her new clothing line, which has a new mossy oak camo line, which has done crazy since we brought it in. But we were talking to her about bringing everything in, and those guys remember those shows early in their career. Yeah. Uh, you know, FGL was killing it. Uh, yeah. You know, the years after they played the form, I still, the, most artists yeah. remember those first few years of trying to make it big and playing those those venues. And that's it seems cool. like you if you play at there. the forum, like you make pretty it much destined to make it big. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much everybody. Yeah. There is a good luck thing rolling around here. I like yeah. it. No, we yeah. did really good back in our prime. And Marty from QDR, Marty the One Man Party, when he was he was here at Riley, you know, he helped me out a lot. With I want to forget Florida Georgia Line. Him and I were close, uh, Marty, and he was like, "You got to book FGL," and I was like, "No, I want to." 
people who like people know he's like yeah. i'm telling you yeah and this was april of 2012 and booked fgl and they played september 2012 and then you know the year or two after that they were they took off yeah good call marty yeah, yeah. marty did well and that's <laughs> yeah. what it's, it's like kind of like the stock market right yeah, for yeah sure. you're betting on the future right and it's yeah. like coffee yeah. beans or whatever i don't know but yeah. um and that, you know we had some success and some of them haven't been so great I don't mention any names or anything. But, <laughs> um, Christmas. We're on Christmas. We're on. You're on. Uh, going back home. Christmas traditions. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas? What do you, What do y'all do? Y'all eat lunch, supper. Like, what's your? Um, we usually go-to? do supper at my grand or our grandparents. Yeah, my nan and granddaddy's. What's your go to? Like the one thing you look forward to at Christmas to eat. Like, what's your favorite Christmas or holiday? I say holiday, Thanksgiving and or Christmas dish. At a holiday meal, what is it? You're going to call me crazy um, because it's, it's kind of a Thanksgiving meal. Okay. Um, so we always do turkey, gravy, homemade biscuits, collard mm. greens, yeah. uh, corn, you know, all just all the fixings. Um, so mine, out of that, my favorite meal would probably, I mean, I got to go turkey and gravy yeah. and homemade biscuits, hmm. you know. How do you cook your turkey? Uh, in the oven, bake it. Bake it. Yep. My mom does it. She's an amazing cook. Her and my nana, um, they're two of the best, so. We're, our time is still getting away, but I have it's very important. Uh, do you like deviled eggs? Oh, God. I don't. Okay. You hate Okay. Okay. This podcast is over. No. It's, Thanks for no, coming. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I grew up. That's my mom, who's not here anymore. My mom, her two go to like side dishes for homecoming and, and, and holidays were deviled eggs and green bean casserole. Okay. So I grew up like deviled eggs and green bean casserole were my go tos. And I just, and just, long story short. Yeah. How but, many dozen uh, have you made I here made a in lot. the last so I, couple it was, months? It was like homecoming into October, and my church homecoming. Instead of doing cover dish, they get it catered by like a Parker's Barbecue mm-hmm. in Wilson, and I was like, man, this time of year makes me think of eating Mama's deviled eggs, and I have not had them so long. And I was like, you know what? I said to myself, I said, this, I'm grown yeah. now, and I can go to the grocery store <laughs> and make my own deviled eggs. So I went yeah. to the grocery store that Sunday and, and got some eggs, and never boiled an egg in my life. And I Googled how to do that, and I make my own deviled eggs. I've done it every Sunday since, and I think I did it one weekday this past week. I left the store at lunch and went home and made some deviled eggs. I had some the amazing. other day, he's like, I'm hungry. I want some deviled eggs. But you used to, you think like y'all can eat them at homecoming and Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, yep. it, you know, I was like, you know, I can do it whatever I want to. Yeah. So, um, all right. Christmas, uh, favorite Christmas uh, movie. Oh, man. What's your go-to? Um, like you and your wife, not the kids, but like you and your wife's go-to or yours. Favorite Christmas movie on AMC or Freeform, whatever you watch. I mean, I would have to say that my favorite Christmas movie, and some people would debate me that it's not a Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie, would be Die Hard. I knew you were going to say that. As soon as you said that. Yeah. Or Elf. I love Elf um, with the kids, you know. But, I mean, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's a great movie. Uh, The Uh. Mudcats. The Carolina (laughs) Mudcats did a video. uh, And David Lawrence, our contact over at the Carolina Mudcats, his his choice was Die Hard. And the the thing is that this is really a Christmas movie. I promise it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, That's a big debate. I'm not a big Die Hard fan. You know, I've seen it before. It's not my go-to by no means. I'm trying to think of another one that would, I don't know, probably Elf. I do love that Elf movie. is on. I don't yeah. know if y'all, and this is not a pitch. We're not pitching a certain channel, but I swear AMC every night. Mm-hmm. I've watched Elf already, and it's still where we're, we're getting close to Christmas now. But I've seen Elf probably a dozen times this year already. And Polar Express. Polar yeah. Express is good. Santa Claus, Home Alone. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Great movies. Yeah. yeah. Christmas, uh, what's the one? Um, like Christmas Story. Christmas Story? It's Christmas Stories. Yeah. Yep. It's on last night. Yep. All right, favorite Christmas song. Uh, do you sing? Have you when you performed more than you do now? Did you ever have any like a Christmas show or do any Christmas type theme uh, concerts or not? Man, we kind of ran from those. Um, a lot of artists do. Yeah, I know a lot of people who do, even like beach music and like people yeah. in the local area. Like, can you do a Christmas show? And they're like, Nope, we're not going to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's almost like a novelty thing, you know, to do it, and you just kind of try to shy away from it. Um, yeah. But if I did do one, I would probably do Elvis uh, Blue Christmas. Yeah, you know. Big Elvis yeah. fan. The Embers, uh, as far as beach music, the Embers have a big Christmas show. They capitalize from Thanksgiving until Christmas. They do a show every night somewhere across yeah. this area in North Carolina. Did the farm <clears throat> several years. Uh, they did the Rudy Theater in Selma this past week, I think. But they do a big Christmas show every year, which is a big hit. But, yeah, a lot of artists don't do Christmas shows. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Miss Ashley, Christmas time. What did I miss as far as Christmas? We got a big – 
Christmas holiday coming up. I know we're shopping and everything else. What's on your Christmas, Christmas list? Yeah, what are you asking for for Christmas? But let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. So Christmas list, the older you get. Yeah. And, and my um, – my family, which my dad, after my mom passed, my mom used to do all the Christmas shopping, yeah. and you know, she would always buy things, and, and I love her, and I miss her a whole lot. I really do, but like she would buy things. I would tell her, like, I really I don't need mm-hmm. anything. I don't want anything, like, you know, but she would always buy things that I didn't really necessarily mm-hmm. need or want, and gift cards. I was like, well, buy me gift cards to, like, Dunkin' Donuts, yep. Buffalo Wild Wings, like play. She would always buy the most random gift cards. I've got some in my house. I swear my mom bought ten years ago, like Golden Corral or like <laughs> Logan Steakhouse or Chili's. I'm like, Mom, there's not a Chili's anywhere close to here. She always buy the most random when gift did cards. You buy this? Yeah, why don't you buy me a? <laughs> Where Chili's did you buy gift this? Gift cards. You got to like Lowe's and like just buy everything at Lowe's Home Improvement. Oh. But like, I guess the older you get, it's tough. And honestly, my dad, since my mom passed away, dad's like, you know, just here's a check. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Here's some money. Go buy whatever you want. I don't care. But I mean, I guess, are y'all the same way? Like, do you have a Christmas I, yeah, list? Yeah, I don't, you don't really have anything that I'm like dying to have this year. But I'm, man, if I was like rich, 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 I would be buying everybody gifts. Yeah. I'm like, I just love like buying gifts? people gifts. Yes. I'll tell you something fun to do that my parents started with me a long time ago, this time of the year. Is uh well my dad's I don't know when they went public or sold a company one maybe when they went public but uh, they would give myself and my sister we were probably sixteen years old seventeen eighteen give us both uh, five one hundred dollar bills and told us to go uh, help whoever we wanted to help to give it to somebody else that needed it for Christmas that's amazing and I went to Walmart and I remember that was some of the most the most fun memories of my Christmas uh, in that time of my life and I still try to do that different ways but I'd go to Walmart like the 22nd 23rd of, of December mm-hmm. and folks were waiting to the last minute because of money or whatever and they were I went to the toy section it's gonna sound kind of creepy when I say this but I'm not I wasn't being the creeper but I would go to the like the, where the bicycles were and like that area and just kind of like strolled around and looked and kind of looked at people that were buying stuff or you could tell grandparents buying things for their kids or whatever and I walk up behind them and say hey you know what are y'all shopping for oh I'm buying my son his first bicycle or whatever and I was like that's awesome you know here's a hundred dollar bill that's or amazing. I would go buy Walmart gift cards and give them a hundred dollar Walmart gift card yeah and say here use this Merry Christmas and they're like what is this and I'd walk off and that's to me this time of year that, that stuff means a lot more to me I, mean, than I, mean, I don't care yeah. about getting anything no, I don't care about a gift at all. I mean, honestly, I'd rather give somebody to something, you know, something like that. And I, that just it was that was really cool. Well, I think that's what Christmas is all about. Yeah, you know, at some point it got. Obviously, we all enjoyed the gifts. Sure, I was growing up. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I was like, no, yeah. give me the gifts. I don't give it to nobody. Else. I think the older we get, though, it's like now I get more joy out of seeing my kids' yep. faces on Christmas morning. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, sayings about giving's better than receiving, I'm sure, right there. Oh, but uh, the older you get, the older I've gotten, I've realized that. And this time of year, I know it's kind of it's uh, just a few days away from Christmas, but I will encourage you, if you have the means to do that, like I said, if it would be Walmart or wherever it may be, go find somebody who needs some help, uh, who does not as uh, – is, uh, fortunate as you are and blessed as you are to go help somebody else out a family or a couple or whatever it may be for christmas and you'll feel much better about that and you will be getting some socks that you don't need or some yeah. chilies chilies gift cards you will never use them i'll tell you what i'm bad at i can't get a gift for somebody too early yeah you want to give it to them uh, early? Yeah. i gotta Sorry. give it to Hold them, it to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah i'm definitely the one paying for two-day shipping because <laughs> i've got to wait till the last minute <laughs> <laughs> i'm the same way uh. all right we're winding down it's almost an hour. Anything else you want to add, Josh, while you're the special guest? Anything else you want to talk about while we're here that we hadn't talked about Christmas or hunting or music or Nashville or anything um, else? Man, I, not really, but I would love to to say to the public how much I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all have always um, – Spring Hill and you have always um, – this is where I get my camo. This is you, you know the only place I really shop at at all when it comes to buying camo or things for hunting, that. and you've always been – been great with me and uh man just thank y'all so much y'all been like family we appreciate it we appreciate that and this this um podcast we we uh always talk about the store but as obviously we always said every episode it's not a commercial and infomercial for spring hill outfitters but we uh we try hard this time of year is my favorite time of the year the next few days leading up to christmas we're open every day the few weeks before christmas and it's my favorite time of the year um, seeing folks buying gifts for other people and, and uh, kids and buying their kids first gun and things like that. And we try to have that customer service and uh, 
you know, the prices, you know, we, we try to meet or beat anybody else's price to begin with as far as the prices are concerned. But it's all about that down-home uh, feel and customer service, and, and we always enjoy this uh, the few weeks leading up to Christmas time of helping folks out. Amen. Always a pleasure. Miss Ashley, anything else you want to add? I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's been fun. Yeah, Christmas time. Y'all enjoy the next few days. Yeah. Uh, hope y'all have a good Christmas. We have a pile of stuff. I know, you know, so this podcast comes out on Friday, so we got like a couple of days left. And we're open uh, today. It's Friday. We're open tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. The 23rd of December is always yeah. a big day. But on the 23rd, if I was on a Saturday, it's like Black Friday in December. Yeah. So tomorrow's yeah. going to be a big day. So come, but have patience. <laughs> have patience and come and shop with us tomorrow. Christmas Eve will be here from 1 to 5 on Christmas Eve for this last I've actually been here on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Eve night and Christmas morning before people have called and had issues with guns or things or whatever things that you know, they, you know last minute things that came up and we came up here and opened the store and helped folks out. So I'm not encouraging that by no means. Do <laughs> so not message us. I shouldn't have said that out loud, probably. Yep. But uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be here Christmas Eve, and we'll be around if y'all need anything over the holidays. But uh, yeah, so we have a lot of new stuff. A few days left for Christmas shopping, and only a few episodes left this season. Before season three is over, and we're going to wind down duck season here. We're going to talk to some more kids closer to youth day, do some episodes in Hyde County about youth hunting, and then wind down season three, start back up in April. We got some big things planned. Uh, the coyote hunting challenge that's coming up in February. February. Excuse me. And uh, some turkey hunting stuff we're doing in April, and it's going to start all over again and just get back into the spring and summer and start all over. So. Uh, thank y'all for being here. Thank you for joining us, man. Thank y'all for fun. having me. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking about it for a, for a little while now, and Josh has shot with us, known him for a long time, and he happened to be in town, around town, to come and join us, and his wife is spending all of his money that he's made <laughs> to outlets right now. Well, I told her what she spends, I get to double yeah, on the shotgun. that was so. the deal. So she went down to the outlets, and uh, so he said, whatever you spend, he gets to double up or double down and spend here on his Benelli yeah. uh, downstairs at Spring Hill Outfitter. So we'll see how that deal works out. <laughs> but uh, glad he could join us. And uh, thank y'all for tuning. As I always, find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. We have an episode coming out every Friday between now and probably the first week in February. We have a lot of episodes planned, and time is getting away from us. So I, I feel confident we'll have an episode every Friday. Probably going to be on the road a lot. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. doing episodes different places and interviewing different people. And we're excited to bring uh, Wind Down Duck Season with y'all here on Taking It Outside and excited for Season 4 as we get ready for that coming up in the spring too. So thank y'all. Merry Christmas. We talked about a lot of things here and spending time with friends and family, and I won't get into a lot of details because I'll get emotional, and I don't need to do that in front of y'all. But enjoy your time. Enjoy your holidays uh, with your friends, with your family. Uh, If you have the chance to tell them you love them, tell them you love them. And enjoy the Christmas season. Remember the reason for the season and don't take it for granted. Soak it all in because you don't know when it may be your last time to see your loved ones. So uh, not trying to end this on a somber note <laughs> by no means, but I had to say that. Uh, enjoy y'all's Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of y'all. Have a great weekend. Come shop with us at Spring Hill Outfitters. Nothing will make your Christmas even better other than shopping with us. Mm. Supporting myself and Miss Ashley and all the other employees at Spring Hill Outfitters. That's the best Christmas wish we could ask for. Thank y'all. Uh, thanks to Josh. Thanks, Miss Ashley. Thank y'all. Have a great Christmas. We'll see y'all next week. Until then, don't forget to take it outside. <laughs>